Welcome to the Badass Reset Club, a special place where if you've lost your way, girl, we're here to help guide you back. Those club doors are opened up wide so we can discuss all things fitness, nutrition, body composition, hormones, menopause, beauty, headspace, and more. Hey there, my name's Heather. I'm a fitness expert, nutrition coach, autoimmune athlete, mom of three pretty cool kids, and married to one handsome firefighter. I started this club because after years of over-exercising, under-fueling, gaining weight, dealing with Hashimoto's disease, and experiencing hormones gone crazy, I knew there had to be a better way. So come on in, badass. Let's hit that reset together. Hey, 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 we are back with another episode on the Badass Reset Club. And today we're talking badass resets with my friend, Joan. And Joan is a mom of three girls. They are 14, 16, and 18. She's been in the fitness and wellness space her whole career. She holds many certifications in group exercise and nutrition, as well as a degree in health and human performance. She's a sunshine seeker at heart, and she's fallen in love with the Pacific Northwest over the past decade. She feels fortunate enough to have been able to combine her passion of all things healthy living with her purpose, which is to connect and serve others. We're going to talk lots about that today. And the three areas that she focuses her energy are move, nourish, and gather. Those are like her jam words. And I got lots of questions on those. Whether in the gym or kitchen, Joan's goal is to empower others to establish healthy habits that they can sustain as part of not just what they do, but what they are. And a big part of her calling is creating community as she does that by group coaching, fitness classes, cooking classes, and monthly group outings just for fun. So glad you're here, Joan. Welcome. And um, let's chat. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yay. And so we are recording this two ways. We're recording it for um, audio and we're also recording it for visual for some people like to watch it on YouTube. If you're listening to this on audio, you should just know that um, like that is a legit intro for Joan. She is (laughs) sitting in the sunshine right now and it's like just lighting her up. She is just, you're glowing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I know I am. Anytime I can sit by the window, even if I have to be here, you know, working or doing all the things, I'm like, oh, just a little bit of sunshine on the skin does does a body right. <laughs> well, yeah, and it makes sense because tell everybody where you're from. Um, so I'm from all over, but we moved here to Washington from Florida. <laughs> it's now been 11 years, um, but I was mainly I grew up a military brat, but we always lived on the coast because my dad was in the Navy. So always sunshiny areas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, you and I have had this conversation before about the Pacific Northwest. You love it so much. I love it. I'm fickle. I love it from like May until October, but you're like a year round supporter. Even without the sun. (laughs) But I will say I have sunny vacations on the calendar every, you know, couple of months in those winter months. And that really does help a ton. Um, And I have also found that doing things like getting a massage, going to hot yoga, like things that bring me joy in other ways, even if it's not sunshiny, really has helped me. But that first, those first couple of years were brutal when we lived here because I didn't understand that process yet. Right. And our vacations were back to Florida and we would always go in the summer when the kids were off school. And that just doesn't work anymore. We're like, nope, we're here in the summers. Yeah. It is hard to travel when you live 
here in the summer, it's hard to leave because you know, it's fleeting. It's so short, this beauty that we have at least, at least beauty with sunshine. Totally. Right. Okay. So I can't wait to talk about the things that are near and dear to my heart, like moving and women and community and all that. But tell everybody a little bit more about you went to school. I know your story, but you went to school for something specific. And I love how you've just like shape shifted this into what you're doing now. So tell us what you started with. What you what did you think you were going to do? Yeah. Um, so I remember attending jazzercise and um, like actual aerobics with my mom when I was in maybe middle school. She would just take me with her and I would watch these ladies jump over a box. And I'm like, what is that? And then by high school, I was doing it with them. And then when I got <laughs> to college, I thought, OK, I want to be in this space. I, but I didn't quite know. I uh, went for physical therapy and realized by the end of my freshman year that the chemistry was just more than I wanted to have in my life. Brutal. <laughs> so I, yes. So I decided to um, take a step back and I was trying to decide what was a good fit for me. I kind of thought maybe education. I love the idea of helping people. And so I, when I found this blend, I didn't even know this major existed, but it was called health and human performance. And I really got to blend both things. Um, what I found, and I'm not sure how I knew this as a young person, but I'm really grateful that I did. I really wanted to help healthy people um, improve or stay healthy and like, you know, make changes that could impact the rest of their life versus helping someone who was maybe injured or, um, you know, out of commission, sure. help them get back to. So I kind of made that shift. So, um, so yeah, I graduated with that degree. I also minored in business and nutrition. And these are all things that I have kind of continued through my life, which I think is kind of rare. And I'm just really grateful that I had that. <laughs> That's just such a cool combination. And you know, yeah. like what foresight you had to know back then that you wanted to work with healthy people to, or, or, you know, active people to, you know, improve upon longevity and performance and all that. Like to me, that's not something that I thought about until I was a little bit older. So cool. Yeah. For you. Knows? I also went to massage therapy school, did that for about a year before I realized that is not for me. So I definitely tried a few different avenues. Sure. Um, it was about, it was when I was pregnant with my oldest, she's now 18, that I realized that I really liked working with with groups of women. So mm-hmm. anywhere from like five to 10 women at a time, I did a lot of personal training at the beginning. And I found that it just wasn't like as fulfilling to me as taking a group of people and um, encouraging them to create community amongst themselves. That would really encourage them to want to come back. And then I could kind of oversee and do the fitness stuff and still be a friend, but not necessarily that full on therapist that you become sometimes when you become a personal trainer. Yeah. Familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How I I love though, the energy that comes off of a group, like my days of group X, I can, I can fondly like, like my heart just swells when I think about those days, because you walk out of that room, not only do you have the endorphin rush from, you know, you just elicited a bunch of hormones, (laughs) set them free, but you walk out and there is this like communal, like everybody, even if you're not high-fiving, it's this feeling of like, yeah, we did that. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. I find that not only would I be saying, Hey, come on, you can do this, but people would watch each other and be like, okay, if she can do that, I can do that. And it wasn't in a competitive way, but more like a just pure inspiration. Like I get so inspired by my clients and watching their, you know, connections and their relationships grow. And, and I really just think when you think of fitness, it's not just lifting a weight or doing a jumping jack, but there's like so much more to it. And when you can involve um, your emotions and, and friends and community, mm-hmm. like that's when it really becomes 
like I said in the intro, like not just part of what you do, but who you are. Like you're so ready to go back to that next class because you want to catch up with your friends, but also you want that, those physical benefits as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So when did you, like, when did you get the idea to, to start putting this together as a business? Right around that same time when I started doing the small group coaching. So my daughter was in my belly. I had been in corporate gyms for, I don't know, five, six years or so after college. We had moved around a bunch and I decided, you know what? I'm going to continue this. I really enjoy this. I didn't love being an employee, being told what to do because I had so many ideas and like, mm-hmm. like the entrepreneurial spirit runs through and through within me. And not that I, I didn't like um, having a you know, place to show up and a boss and all that, but I really had all these ideas and wanted to kind of run with that myself. So, so we had a two-year-old and a brand new baby. We moved to Florida and that's when it really began. So um, I knew that I wasn't going to go put my kids in gym daycare in order for me to be able to fulfill my passion and my purpose, but I wanted to figure out a way to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So we had a park across the street from our house. And so I just went there. I showed up. I would meet other moms. I would kind of say, hey, do you guys want to work out? Like, let's work out together. Um, So I would push my stroller with my two babies. And the bottom part of that stroller, it was a double jogger, had dumbbells and bands and balls. (laughs) I would push it from my house to the park. And five years, we were there. At the end of five years, I had over 100 women meeting me at this park. And I'm telling you, there is just something so special about that time in a new mom's life where you are so exhausted and you're so fulfilled at the same time, but you also are dying for connection. Like you're dying Mm -hmm. for somebody else to go, I get it. And that sucks. Or, you know, I get what it's like to be so sleep deprived and you haven't looked in the mirror in a week, like just to create those connections. So um, that's kind of where it was born. I called it stroller strength. Okay. Um, And we did so much more than just working out. Um, We did like nutrition challenges and we would do fun outings and all the things. And then my husband got a great job offer in Seattle and I came kicking and screaming. (laughs) I I really love that you did that. And like the impact from that, all those people, I had a small group. And when I say small, it was two other ladies (laughs) and their babies. And we did something similar where, you know, we would drop off the oldest at school and take the youngers um, for walks. And it was like, the day didn't feel right if we didn't have that connection. And it, um, because I think being a new mom can be lonely too, or a mom with, even if you're not a new mom, if you've got, you know, a couple kids, but they're young, like you're in it, you're in the throes, it's deep, it's exhausting. Like you said, but you can feel lonely. Yes, absolutely. And even if you just did one thing for yourself, during the day, it's like, oh, cool. Now the rest of the day, I can totally mm-hmm. you know, focus on you. And that's what this was about. So, you know, some mom and baby workouts are about the baby. And I was like, no, this is not about the baby. <laughs> they get their our attention the rest of the day. This is about the mom. And I think what's cool is the babies, as they grew up, watched us and saw that this is like a normal thing that moms exercise, but they also connect and mm-hmm. communities are really important thing. So we kind of checked off lots of boxes. And a lot of times we were at a park. So afterwards we would just stroll our kids over and they would play at the playground and we would have snack time. And it was just very, it was a really special part of my life. And I was really sad to see it go, but I actually am so, so grateful for the the way the cookie crumbled and all the other things kind of fell into place because I'm not sure I would have wanted to stick around with moms and their babies once my babies had grown. Right. So it kind of was this natural um, transition that, that kind of helped with my husband's job offer and our big move. <laughs> did somebody else take that over? 
Do you know, did, is yes. it still going? Actually, it might still be going. Um, I did gift it to a friend who also was there. She had kind of started teaching with me. There were a few moms who kind of stepped up and were like, wow, this is a great gig. Like I get to be with my kid. I get to teach group exercise. So yeah, it, it kept going for a while. I don't know if it's still going. I hope so. It was, it was a legacy for sure. Yeah, totally. Okay. And so then you moved here and then what'd you do with your business? Um, so we moved here and I thought I would see other like stroller strides type businesses. I would see other moms outside working out and I'm like, wow, they are really, in your words, badass because it's gross outside and they are out here with their babies. (laughs) And to me, it was cold. Now I understand it's really pretty moderate where we live, but it is pretty rainy. So um, I'm a fair weather exerciser and I definitely needed some indoor space. So I I looked around, took me about a year. I finally found a great space for me to rent space and store my equipment so I didn't have to keep it in my my car or my stroller anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found that it was a community center. It was amazing. And I was there for the next eight years until the pandemic hit. Yeah. And yeah. then ba-boom. Yep, then ba-boom. <laughs> like, but, but what great things became of it for you and I oh. both, like... Absolutely. I think people in this space, especially, especially entrepreneurial women, yeah. like we had to really think about how can we best serve our people and still do what we want to do. Totally. It was a total blessing for me. I got to, yeah. I got to explore really what it was that I wanted. And I think it's the same for you. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, it's nothing I think anybody could have ever, you know, predicted or even like conceived of until it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, And when it happened, I remember very vividly being like, okay, I didn't obviously think it was going to last long. We were still planning our spring break for later in April, right? It happened in early March. March, And we're like, oh yeah, for sure. We're still going to go on spring break. Yeah, no. And I remember kind of saying, okay, for just for the next couple of weeks, let's meet online. And And now here we are um, three years later and still three and a half almost years later and just going strong. Um, so yes, it, it definitely provided an opportunity to push the pause on everything Mm -hmm. and reevaluate how we were spending our time, what we were doing, what was important to us. But I definitely felt this, um, sense of responsibility is not the right word, but like, um, calling to provide a routine for people who had had, this is part of their routine was to come to me for fitness. I was like, okay, bound and determined. I'm going to help that you know, bridge this gap, however long it's going to be. And of course we had no idea it would be years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so that is the first piece of your, I love your three words, but your move, right? So walk us through what it is that you do with your online people um, and, and what you offer. Awesome. Um, So like I said, we found out the pandemic was coming. I very quickly moved online. I had taught one class on Zoom prior because of a snowstorm. (laughs) So I knew it was possible. We have a basement. So I was very, very grateful for that. I was able to, you know, have a room that I could store some weights and be loud if I needed to be. Um, And so we really didn't miss a beat. So we, Friday was our last day at the community center and Monday we started online. And over the weekend, I gathered other instructors that I had known through my past careers and asked them if they wanted to join me. And they thought, you're crazy. I'm like buying bottled water and toilet paper and you're like building a business. No way. No way. You would think that fitness people would be like-minded. I mean, they were, but they were also like, slow down, you know, but I think they're grateful, but like, anyway, and I had a little bit of experience building websites. So I really went to work. I don't think I slept that first weekend. And by Monday we had, (laughs) I don't know, 25 people or so, and maybe four or five instructors, right? 
And fast forward to now, um, I am a lot less involved in the in the big collective now. I have again, kind of gifted that to someone who was doing an amazing job of running that. Um, and I'm just now focusing on my um, personal fitness business, which um, we still meet. Many of us are the original, you know, regulars. We meet online six times a week. Wow. Um, one thing that COVID really taught me is an hour workout is maybe more than we actually need. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. <laughs> so I coach 30 and 45 minutes and it's Perfect. And we're in, we're out, we're on our way, we're lifting heavy, we're getting our heart rates up, we're sweating, we're connecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a video, you know, it's not just a recorded video. Like we're like this saying hi, we're interacting. Yeah. I get to see people's lives and their puppies and their husbands and their babies, and it's very cute. Um, and then we get on with the rest of our day. So that's what my now looks like. Um, a lot of people join two to four times week and it's just part of their routine. And what I love is that we don't have to travel anywhere. We don't have to pack clothes and shower at the gym. Like we literally just roll out of bed, we get our workout and then we're on with the rest of our day. So yeah. And you know, what's really cool. Um, I think it's very cool is that you offer, um, don't you have a free class or two on your website for people to take oh, yeah. before they mm-hmm. commit to signing up? And that's, sure. that's so smart. I also always offer first class free. So you can try as many classes you want online. I have several on YouTube. Um, But what I think sets me apart from a lot of different things is over the course of three years, I have not taught the same workout twice. And so I love the flexibility. I love the freedom and the creativity that comes along with designing workouts. And Mm -hmm. I get bored if I do the same thing. So um, you just always know, I I do send out a schedule the week or two weeks before like, Hey, we're going to, this week, we're going to do all total body, but like different things. Or next week it's like upper, lower, upper, lower, or maybe we'll do back and biceps and hams one day and chest tries and quads the next. So I'm always changing it up. um, So you don't get bored, but that is, I think, something that people really love about the live and in person, you know, you could just watch the same recording five times, but to me, that's like, eh, (laughs) we need to work different muscle groups and challenge ourselves a little bit too. For sure. Yeah. And so like, what about newbies? Do you have newbies that come join you? My gosh, let me just tell you about a couple of my, yes, I have newbies come and try often. And it just makes me so happy when they say, yes, please sign me up because you can come and try class and it's, you know, try it for free. No big deal. Go on with your merry way. I have people who do once a week. I have people do twice a week. A lot of people do three or four times a week. Um, Because of the way that the collective was set up originally, and because I've got friends in lots of different areas that have moved around a lot. um, I have clients in, I think the youngest, they're probably in their thirties, but the oldest I have clients in my, in their Mm seventies. And it's cutest thing. Like maybe they're not jumping, maybe they're not doing a full burpee, but boy, are they there? They're dedicated, they're consistent. And this is like part of their day. You know, they, this is where they get that. They get to be seen and acknowledged and mm-hmm. well, and you know, we, we talk about our cute dogs, a little bit of chit chat here and there. So yes. And I have clients in um, Brazil and in the Netherlands and wow. In- I mean, it's again, just wild. Like I can't even imagine. I can't still can't, I pinch myself sometimes like really that's amazing because I am very motivated by impact. And I feel like this is something that I'm able to provide in a way that I love. Like it gives me energy to see people and connect with people. I get my workout because let me just tell you online workouts. If I stop, everybody stops. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no. Like, you guys keep <laughs> so it, it works out. You're not well calling it in. No. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. And I've actually taken my 
class on a lot of different, like not a full vacation. Like when I go on vacation, you better believe I'm unplugging. Right. But if we just go away for a long weekend and I have a Friday where I need to teach, I will absolutely find the Airbnb that's got good Wi-Fi and set up in the garage. And I can still, you know, keep everybody on our consistent schedule. Oh, really? Um, Wow. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, Impact is one of my buzzwords too. And I think that um, a lot of us in this industry feel the same way. Like we got in it for a reason and yes, it is. It's also a business, but the, the core of it is like, how can we positively, you know, put our mark on the world, like mentally, physically, all of it. It's so important. Let's talk about the nourish aspect. And like, you got to tell us too, how did you even come up with these words that these were, you know, like your thing? Oh my gosh. That's a really good question. Um, Lots of thought went into it. Um, I will say my girls, so my oldest named my fitness business, which is called FitZone. Mm -hmm. We're playing like, I don't know, Lego friends or something. And they just, they were like, let's make a car shop and we're going to call it I forget what they auto zone or something. And then they were like, mom, your business is over here in our Lego world. And it's called fit zone. And I was like, I love it. That's amazing. It goes okay. really good with Joan too. Yes. Right. <laughs> Joan's fit zone. And then we were in the hot tub when the pandemic was happening. I needed a word, a name for engaged fitness. And Chloe was like, yeah, you really want to engage with people. She was like, how about engagement? And it just, it's so funny to me, but the move nourish and gather, I think is something that just kind of came to me as I was building my new website. It's like, I really want this to be very clear. And I want to make sure that how I'm spending my time and energy falls under the right umbrella. So I kind of, I think I identified the values that I wanted to um, focus on within Uh like, how do I want to spend my time and my energy? And those are kind of the three categories um, that I feel like I am best, like my time and energy is best used is in those three. Um, Yeah. And I'm really good at it words that are like action oriented so I can help you move and help you nourish versus something that's passive. Okay. Um, so that it yeah invokes maybe that feeling of like, okay, I'm ready. I want to take action. I want to gather or I want to move or I want to nourish. So yeah. Yeah. I totally get it. Okay. And so what are you doing? Yeah. With nourish? <laughs> what, what does it look like? Tell us. Yeah. So um, this also started about the same time. So baby in the belly, really thinking about life. Like, how do I want to, you know, use my time? Um, and at that time I had gotten connected with a group of, um, gals who were doing competitions. And so I was just really fascinated by figure competition Mm -hmm. type thing. And and I was watching them and what they were eating, what they were bringing. And I'm like, that looks very similar to what I just have been doing on my own. Right. Um, I remember I used to read oxygen magazine. That was like, really, (laughs) this was, you know, 20 years ago or so that I would be like, okay. And I would cut out the two week eating plan and like go on the grocery shopping list or in yeah, my little lunch pail when I would go to work would look a lot like that. It just kind of became my normal. And I remember inviting some friends over from the gym and they would just ask me like, well, how are you so like ready to go? Like, how do you do this whole thing called food prep? And I'm like, I don't, it's just comes naturally. Like, this is what I do. It's not that you know, um, intricate or whatever. And so then I would show them and then they would eat all my food. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) you guys, like, this is, I just was sharing, you know? So anyway, that kind of gave me the idea for doing these food prep demos, which is what I call like my healthy cooking classes. Um, so the idea is this is just one kind of avenue with nourish, but it's, it kind of encompasses what I want to do, which is 
bring people in, show them and share like what has worked for me over the years, what has, what I've been able to share with other people, um, what's impacted them and then send them off. So like empowerment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the food prep demo is about two hours. I make a giant mess of my kitchen. I showcase, um, meals and recipes for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, desserts, like pretty much everything. I also say like, here's what I like to buy from Costco and here's what I like to buy from Trader Joe's. And so it just kind of gives you tangible tools and strategies that you can take and implement tomorrow because we all have eggs and oatmeal in our house. And sometimes we just don't really think to, you know, I think we get stuck too. Yeah, exactly. We get stuck in our own, you know, routine. Yeah. And so this is just an an opportunity for people to be like, oh, I didn't know it was that easy. And it can actually taste good. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of my goal with Nourish is to show people that in simple ways, I don't actually love to cook. Like that's not a favorite pastime of mine. It's just a necessity. It is. Um, And if you can do it so that you're healthier, you know, and that you still have your body composition you like. (laughs) Correct. Yeah. All the better. Yeah. My husband loves to cook. Like that's one of his, Okay, he looks at it as like a science experiment, an art project. He'll spend hours, all the best ingredients, all the stuff. I'm like, oh gosh, maybe someday I keep saying like, maybe someday I'll become a gardener like my mom. But right now I just need like quick and easy. Like I don't need to be spending hours. Yeah. I've got lots of other, you know, things going on. So um, so the food prep demo is one thing I do. I also offer um, coaching and what I, again, similar with the fitness, I really like the group aspect because I get to um, sort of moderate the group, inspire the group, share my tools and my tricks, but then they get to help each other. I'm like, oh, well, what about this recipe? Or here's what I had for lunch. What are you guys having for lunch? And so when we get to, like, I learn stuff all the time, even though I'm quote unquote the expert, but I don't have all the answers. So I love when I create that group atmosphere. People get to learn from each other, um, be inspired by each other. And when maybe you felt like, oh, throwing in the towel or quitting, you see somebody else like not, and you're like, oh, yeah, she can do it. I can do it. For sure. I think, um, you know, cause I'm in a, I'm in the space as well, but it's a little bit different with nutrition coaching. It's hard. Um, you know, like if you're, if you have a group of people, everybody's coming in with different things that they like, or, you know, ways that they eat. And so like for me, I don't love to give someone a meal plan. I'd rather give them parameters and ideas and, and even working within macros. Um, because to me, it's like, if I told someone what to eat, it's almost like the parental child, yes. like getting, um, <laughs> like resenting. They want to rebel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They want to rebel. They yeah. won't tell you, they don't know that they can't put that in words. But- yeah. It's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's great when you can come up with lots of different ideas for meals and, um, and ways to make them healthier. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. So a lot of the things that come up a lot with in, within my coaching is a, most people are not eating enough. B, mm-hmm. most people are not getting enough protein, especially women. Right. Um, and we're a lot of times feeling really strong emotions connected to food, mm-hmm. but it's like counterproductive. So we're feeling like, <clears throat> oh, guilty because I ate this or, yeah. um, or like, I'm not going to eat all day so that I have this big meal and going out or whatever. But then you feel shameful afterwards because maybe you didn't make the right choices when in reality, if really you can just eat breakfast and maybe a snack and have lunch and then go have this dinner, you could probably have what you want at dinner and not need to go overboard because you're not actually starving. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And And throw in the appropriate amounts of protein earlier in the day and you're 
blood sugar is more stable and you're able to make better decisions because you're more satiated. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. I find that people are actually hungry Mm -hmm. when they're feeling guilt. They think they're overeating when really they're under eating, but maybe in one sitting overdoing it because they're actually hungry. So I love when I get to say to people, you get to eat and you don't have to feel bad about it. Like go fuel your body. Yeah. You know, yeah. You'll have energy. You'll have your blood sugar will stabilize, yes. you know, yeah. Your will be better. And you're younger than I am, but like you, you got to see some of it coming up the pikes too about our, our mindset around food. And I think that every woman who is 40 and up has this like, food is either good or bad. And, um, and, and yeah, about the amounts of food we eat. Uh And I think it's super cool to work out, build muscle and eat like you get to eat more food (laughs) to support these muscles. Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I love, you know, when people ask me like, well, what should I eat before I work out or should I after, you know, and I'm like, if you're doing like a triathlon or you're, you know, you've got some big event or something, or you're going to step up on a stage in a bikini, like let's talk about timing and specifics and like, let's dial it in and let's get a calculator and a food scale and all the things. If you're just a regular mom trying to like live a healthy life and set a good example for your kids, then you should eat and you should move your body. And it really does not matter. Like do what feels good to you. Like if, if you can work out on an empty stomach, great, come home and refuel immediately. If you got to have something in your belly, then eat a little bit, but let's stop overthinking and also pulling in those really strong emotions connected to food when it mm-hmm. doesn't really to, to be there. Let's feel empowered when we go into the kitchen because we open the fridge and we're like, oh, I've already made myself a snack and a lunch and all I have to do is pull it out. It's got protein, it's balanced, it's going to fill me up. And then I don't have to feel guilty for having to go through the Starbucks drive-through again because I didn't plan, right? Yeah. <laughs> Amen, sister. I, yeah. I I think the same way. And I think our, our choirs sound similar. Um, <laughs> I would love to take the stigma out of food. I know it's, yeah. it, there's a lot to it. There's a lot yeah. to it. Yeah. And absolutely. it's hopefully something that we're going to change a little bit with our daughters and that generation. I see it. I see it in my kids already. Good. I mean, And maybe that's just me and their ear for their whole life. But when they, you know, they are hungry and I'm like, good, awesome. That is your body working. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's your body saying it's already used up its calories from breakfast. Now you got to refill. And they, they do often reach for protein. And it's not that it's just, you know, it's just a balanced plate. Um, that includes some protein. Cause I do think that it's very easy to open your pantry or your, or even your fridge and just, Carbs and fat are just there. You don't have to do much to get them ready. (laughs) So it just takes a little bit of intentionality and planning ahead of time. Absolutely. um, To make sure that you're balancing out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what you touched on too about like, listen, listen to your body. Let that be the guide. You know, do you need food before you work out or are you okay? Do you, do you work out better fasted? That's a question that comes up all the time is should I fast? Should I, should I? And it's like, well, I don't know what should, what's your body telling you? Right. There's, you know, the good thing about having access to information so easily is that we get to hear new research and we get to, you know, learn all the time, but we also need to step back and just take it in and say, I am still my best advocate. I'm still my best judge of this information. And so when I have a client who, um, I know needs food before noon. 
Yeah. And yes. feels like they still need to be fasting so that they, you know, can say that they're fasting and follow this because they believe that that's really going to work for them. Yeah. And I'm like, girlfriend, you worked out really hard. You cannot wait another three, four hours to eat. Right. Right. Unless yeah. it like, unless you want to feel like crap and you're uh-huh. not going to feed those muscles. I think it's, I think that's a disservice when people think that they have to be doing something a certain way. I agree. Yeah. 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 It's, it's been a long time since I have prescribed a diet to someone because I found that same thing. They get, they kind of get stuck in those parameters and then they're like, oh, well, it, I failed, you know, and nutrition and healthy lifestyle, there's just no black and white. Nope. It really is. Are we making progress? Or are we at least like making mental shifts towards like being a better person and setting your future self up for success with your daily choices? Yeah. Or are you backsliding? And then if you can just say like every day, you're at least aware of what you're doing and why. Sure. <laughs> then I think you're probably setting yourself up for yeah. success. You don't have to deprive and restrict and fast and all the, like we can just be hungry and fuel our body and then move our body and then be hungry again. Cause that's, that's life. That's what we're, I mean, I think of the analogy, like when we used to leave the house with a brand new baby, you would never leave the house without, you know, snacks and a bottle and a binky and extra snacks and the diapers. Right. But we leave the house as moms or as, as women. And we're like, Oh, I'm only going to be gone an hour. And here it is three hours later. We're starving. Yeah. We have no snacks. And then we think, well, you know, shoot, I have to go through the drive-thru again. It's like, okay, you could, you could set yourself up for success here. It's not that hard to just have some snacks in your, you know, in your car that is just ready to go. And then you can sustain that blood sugar and your mood and all the things. The emergency (laughs) snacks and the water. And water. Oh my gosh. If, if all we empowered somebody to do today was just drink a little extra water, I think I would be happy. I brought two. Classes. I mean, good thing that the Stanley cups are so popular, right? Right. I know. <laughs> um, okay. So that is your move and your nourish. And then you've got yeah. this other piece that is so super badass. Tell us about oh, your gather. Tell us what you do. Love it. Um, so I just have always loved gathering, especially women. I've always been very curious about people. Um, it is, I mean, you know, some people get like freaked out by like a networking event. I love it. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, I get to meet new people. Like, what am I going to learn? What, who's going to like inspire me or share a different, you know, mindset with me or, you know, so I think that piece of me, um, also I have this total understanding of how not everybody's wired like me. <laughs> I'm a planner. And I love fun. And so I plan lots of fun into my life because that's just what fills me up. Like, um, and I, that's just kind of been part of like who I am. So I, this kind of happened by accident. Um, So after the pandemic, I was definitely feeling fulfilled in my business. I wasn't really looking for anything extra as far as a business, Um, but I was missing that in-person connection that I used to have either with like volunteering at the girls' schools or, you know, after exercise class, we would hang out or go grab coffee or whatever. And I just didn't have those things anymore because the pandemic took everything away. (laughs) Um, And so I am from Florida. So I am not a snow girl. I do not like to drive in the snow. I don't really like to be cold. (laughs) But I found snowshoeing um, maybe three or four years um, as when we moved here. I'm like, oh, this I can do. Like skiing kind of scares me. I've kind of given it my college try, but it's not my thing. Okay. Um, but hiking 
with these kind of like snowshoes on is so it's just going for a hike. So I can do that. <laughs> and so I started several years ago before the pandemic, just taking a group of women to go snowshoeing a couple times during each winter. So this was 2022, I guess last year um, in January. And I just said, Hey, I'm going to go snowshoeing if anybody wants to come. And we had a good group that was maybe January, February. I thought, let's do it again. So we had a whole new set of people that came in February and then March came around. I'm like, I think we could squeeze in one more snowshoe before <laughs> the winter ends. And then the winter ended. And I thought, well, I really like these women. I really like this routine of having something on my calendar to look forward to, but also something to invite people to. I mean, people were so homebound still after mm-hmm. the pandemic. And, you know, maybe they're on to their new routines of fitness and work and all the things, but they were lacking that social connection. Um, and so I thought, I'm just going to do this. Let's go for a hike. So we went for a hike maybe in April. And what I have done intentionally is have two parts to each event from the beginning. So if you are not into snowshoeing or you don't want to go for a hike, then just come meet us for lunch. Mm-hmm. And what I love about that is it's very um, inclusive and not intimidating. If you want to do both, you can. If you want to do one or the other, that's okay too. Um, and so at this point I was not charging. It was really something that filled me up. I love to do, you know, active fun things and I love gathering new people. Um, so for the rest of the year, so from, you know, that full year, we would do something every month. So we did paddleboarding, we did, um, plant shopping. We did like a little, um, exercise where we learned about different plants, mm-hmm. um, what else? Gosh, we have done so many things, but yeah, you have. just fun and social. Sometimes they're active, sometimes they're creative, um, but it's just an opportunity for women who are craving connection to have a place and a time to show up and know that they're going to be welcomed with open arms and, and just kind of brought into the circle. And then starting this year, I decided, you know what, I think, and it was really when I was creating the website, like move, nourish, gather. Um, I didn't necessarily want it to be something that I'm like making money on, but on the other hand, it was also a lot of time and effort put into like the planning and the yeah. executing and making sure people knew, and here's the RSVP and I'd have to call and make reservations and all the things. So I decided to charge a little bit at the beginning of this year. And I wasn't sure. I'm like, I don't know if people are going to come or not. And it's been amazing. And some people now, like these are my non-planner friends. This is their social for the month and they don't have to do any work. All they have to do is show up and know their friends are going to be there. Fantastic. <laughs> I think is pretty awesome. Yeah. So, and the name of it. Love it. Um, so we call ourselves You Go Girl, um, which I remember on one of our first uh, snowshoe trips, I just remember hearing that. I was in the front and somebody way back there was, they were just chatting away and it had nothing to do with fitness or anything. It was just like, oh, you're doing that. You go girl. And I thought, <laughs> perfect name. <laughs> so it is that. a perfect name. And I, um, I've been thinking about this, Joan. I haven't hit you up with it yet, but I think this is what you should do. I really think that you need to like trademark this and have it be um, something available across the country, maybe internationally, and put your stamp on it. Yeah. It's such a cool thing. Yeah, I've thought about that. Um, I will say it takes, it doesn't take just me, but I will say it takes a specific type of person to um, be willing to commit right? To show mm-hmm. up regardless of anybody, because you never know, like some, nobody could show up or you could have 20 people. And so you've got to have to be like, go with the flow. And I've always kind of thought about my business in this sense. Like if one, if I can help one person, I'm happy, right? Yeah, like yeah, if, yeah. 
you know, starting a new fitness business and not having any clients, that's kind of tough. So you kind of have to just get out there and like, and do the work. Um, so I will say it's, it's, um, between the planning and the execution, but also the welcoming. And this is the part that I find would be, it would be tricky to franchise this because, um, one thing that I think, and I think it's just the way that I am, but I don't stand for drama. I don't stand for gossip. I don't stand for cattiness. And sometimes I remember in college, like women relationships could be tricky because of those for sure kind of gimmicky things, right? But whether it's if you're coming to my house for for a cooking class, or you're coming to the park to meet me, or you know, coming to work out, or coming to this, like that won't last. And I got to figure out how to like <laughs> make sure. Oh, that it's that- a it's a very like extreme process. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to weed people out. <laughs> True. I, but I will say, like, it's there have been a couple people who trickle in and they like want to maybe stir something up, and they just don't. It's not that anybody, you know, but nobody will engage in that because that's just not. Well, you set not, the tone, right? You have to. Yes, that's like yeah. super important to me. Is that um, the value of being inclusive and being just accepting is mm-hmm. something that it has to go beyond dollar signs and it has to go beyond like success. Like success to me is somebody came today who needed a friend and like she came and she left with 20 new friends because that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Thank you. And someday I'm going to make it to one of your events. (laughs) Well, okay. So here's the thing right now I do Friday mornings, between 10 and one, because that is what works for me. And that's what I commit to. Um, Now, when maybe I don't have a kid going off to college or, you know, two others that need me to drive them around, maybe I will do evenings or even weekends or or more things. But for right now, that's what I can commit to. So that's what. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. When I get a free Friday, I'm going to come. Yes, I would love that. You would definitely fit right in. I think, um, I think though, that it's a, a genius concept to do. I think it's necessary in our world. And, um, I love the idea of women being welcomed, no matter what their fitness level is or their backgrounds, they're, they're welcome to partake in any part of it. Like that to me screams, badass. That's so badass. And, and part of like my whole wanting to do a podcast to talk to different women about, you know, yes, I I love the entrepreneurs because that's me trying something new, you know, going out on my own. And I love the fitness and I love the health and I love the nutrition, but really when it comes all down to it, we all need to hit a reset at times, you know, whether it's a a physical or a mental thing, like we, we hit these low points and you need to hit reset. And I know men need, need to do it too, but this is just what I know, you know? And so I will say my husband can have a conversation with me and be totally fine. I'm like, Oh honey, I love you. And you are my person, but I need friends. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I am you know, I need more. I need to hang out with older women, women who have been there and like done that before. I want to learn from other people. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, and I just think that when you start to get to middle age and, and older and you start looking back, it's like your relationships really are the defining parts of your life mm-hmm. um, that make the most the, mo- the most difference. Like you, you don't hear somebody on their deathbed say like, Oh, I should have 
worked harder at that business or I should have made more money. But you hear people say like, I should have spent more time with my loved ones or, you know, made that effort to be a better friend or, you know, whatever. So I just think that in, when we think of wellness, that social aspect is sometimes forgotten. And I think that it, it is such a huge part of like we're to, as humans, we're not meant to do life alone. Like we're meant to do this in community. Right. Um, but a lot of times we get busy with family and work and our commitments and social kind of falls to the wayside. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, it's, it is definitely something that I know that I need in my life. And this feels um, some, like something that I can pay forward, but also really re- benefits personally, because I get to hang out with cool women, right? And I get yeah, to facilitate thing. Foster some other relationships. And what's been really amazing to me, I'm not like a wired, like a jealousy type person. And so when I see ladies who have connected within You Go Girl, they have gone out to eat. They have gone, you know, on little day trips. Some of them have gone on like weekends away and they met in You Go Girl. I'm like, oh my gosh, it gives me goosebumps. Like they needed each other, right? Uh, I didn't want that. Like I feel fulfilled in my, you know, connections and my relationships. And I've got some girls I can travel with, but for those women who didn't, like this is their platform. And that is going to add, I think, years to their life and like such quality to their years, even if they're in a great marriage and they've got their kids and all this stuff, but you need somebody who knows just you, not yes. you as mom and you as the worker and you as the wife, but just like you as a person. Absolutely. It's one of the little pillars for me when I'm working with people, when we're working on transformation, you know, there's, there's biofeedback physically, but there's the social piece of it. And that's mm-hmm. such a support system that mm-hmm. we need. It it, yeah. it, 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 can't, it has to. And some people really don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, you hard. have to work at it. You have to work at it. And that's something that I think we all, obviously, we all ha- have room for improvement in all of these areas, right? Move, mm-hmm. nourish, and gather. Like we all can, there is no perfect, we never arrive. But I think for a lot of people, just being aware, just the awareness of like, oh, I didn't really even think about that. I you know, and you just think like, oh, my friends, they're always going to be there. It's like, yeah, but they do need, it's, it needs to be something that is um, cultivated and like nourished and, yes. you know, um, <laughs> yeah. watered and fed and talked to. And yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. I'm so happy that you've shared this with people and we all need to go check out Joan Dandino and we, I'm going to put into our show notes where to find you. But if you'd like to tell us in case someone's listening and they're like, I need to go see Joan right now, where should they find you? It's just joandandano.com. And on there, you will see the different categories, move, nourish, and gather. Um, I'm on Facebook, Joan Steer Dandano, and I'm on uh, Instagram at Joan's Fit Zone. Joan's Fit Zone. I love that. I love that. Okay. I have one more question for you, Joan. Okay. What does it mean to you to be badass? Huh. Um, when I feel badass, it's because I have done something I didn't think I could do. The specific example I can think of is building a website, which sounds really funny, but I think like technology and I, we don't get along so well. And I don't consider myself to be very, you know, savvy with things like that. But as an example, learning to do that was a pretty big feat. That's something that I really 
learned over the pandemic. And now like when I need to add a page or add an event or change a thing, like I know how to do that. And I tell my husband, I'm like, I am a badass. Like I know how to do that. that's what he's really good at. Right. And I think like sometimes we just, I don't know. Yeah. So I would say doing something that maybe I thought I never could do makes me feel badass. And then I think just in my day to day, um, experiencing other women having that same feeling like, oh, I just lifted like more than I did yesterday. That's so cool. Like that gives me goosebumps and that fills me up. And that's what makes me want to keep coming back for. Right on. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate your time today and your insight. And I love your beautiful community. Oh, thank you so, so much. Thanks for having me. It was really fun. Yeah. Stay badass, everybody. Thanks for coming and um, go check out Joan. Well, there you have it. One step closer to feeling strong, confident, and inspired to take care of you again. And you know what's even more badass? Sharing this with a gal pal that might need a little fist pump in her life. If you got some inspo from this episode, I'd be honored if you took a screenshot for your social and tagged me at Coach Heather Yancey so I can send you a personal thank you. And please know that if you could take a minute to rate and review the show, it helps get this podcast to more people. And that's super badass. And finally, if you haven't joined the Badass Reset Club on Facebook, what are you waiting for? I'll see you over there and go get them.